the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's WTPN, Pinellas Park. Faith is living without scheming. Don't tell them so that you think they'll meet your needs. It's like praying in the presence of a rich person. You know, don't do that. It may look very spiritual, but God knows your heart and you know what you're doing. I wonder if you've learned that only God sustains you. You live because he says you live. You die because he says you die. Your needs are met because he says your needs are met. Faith is living without scheming, just trusting in God to provide for us as if he doesn't actually need our help, which he doesn't. We may think it sounds great to live in the wilderness and be fed by ravens, but I am sure that Elijah's adventure got old fairly quickly, kind of like the manna got old to the children of Israel in the wilderness wandering. We like to be in control of our circumstances. You've joined us on Verse by Verse Radio today as we continue in the study of the life of Elijah from the Old Testament. There are so many lessons to learn from this man of God who was a lot like us. Verse by Verse is a ministry of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. The church is located halfway between U.S. 19 and the beaches in Clearwater. Come by and visit us sometime when you are in the area. Pastor Steve Kreloff is our Bible teacher. We're in 1 Kings if you have your Bible nearby. Now here is Pastor Steve. So Elijah learns the lessons of seclusion and submission, but there's still one more lesson he needs to learn by the brook, and that is his sustenance or his supply or who sustains him. Elijah needs to learn firsthand that it's God who sustains him. Why is this important? Because the people of Israel in that day didn't look to the Lord to sustain them. They looked to the false god Baal to sustain them. Let me tell you just a little bit about Baal. I failed to uh, bring this out in the first message dealing with Elijah. But Baal was considered the, the god of the sun. And he was the one, they said, who gave them the crops that sustained them. Anything that grew, anything that was produced was attributed to Baal. You see what God has done? God has said, all right, you think, you think Baal is the one who can do it? I'm going to show you who's in, in charge. See if he can produce rain. I'm going to shut the heavens up. See, God met Baal right at his strength. If there was no Baal, the New Testament tells us that the false gods are simply demons. But the point is this, is that the, the Jewish people in that day and age felt that Baal would meet their needs. He would have things grow. He would have the crops be produced. But it's really Jehovah who's in charge of that. And God's going to give Elijah a very special lesson on who sustains him. Elijah knew theologically that it wasn't Baal, but he needed to know experientially that it was the Lord. See, it's one thing to preach, my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But it's really another thing to prove the reality of that truth, isn't it? You may believe that. You may tell others that God can meet your needs. You may tell others that God can meet their needs. 
But you won't really be very effective if you're not sure about that yourself. So God has to teach us this lesson. And that's what he's doing with Elijah. The Lord wanted him to have a unique lesson in how he supplied his needs. Look at verse 6. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he would drink from the brook. God sustained Elijah by means, by, by means of two ways, two means. Number one was the natural way, the natural supply, and that was the water from the brook. That was the water from the brook. There was another means by which he supplied his needs, and that was the supernatural way, which was by the ravens bringing him bread and meat in the morning and evening. Now, this is an amazing miracle. We might just pass over this quickly without realizing it. Do you realize that God had to completely change the nature of the ravens to feed Elijah? I don't know much about ravens, but I do know this. A raven is a bird that devours large quantities of food. Actually, I didn't know a whole lot until this week, but I do know now because I looked it up. A raven devours large quantities of food. They are greedy and they're known to be gluttonous when it comes to food. In fact, we get our word ravenous, ravenous. Whichever way you want to pronounce it. That means someone who, is, who is, has a huge appetite. Someone who is gluttonous, greedy appetite. Listen, God completely changed their nature. They, by, by nature, they would have eaten that food. They don't share it with anybody, especially a lone prophet by a brook. God was simply training Elijah to trust him, to depend on him, to believe his word, to obey him. And the Lord wanted Elijah to know that he could and he would sustain him in all circumstances. He could stand now before the prophets and not be afraid. God would sustain him. He could stand before Ahab's soldiers and not be afraid. He didn't learn the lesson, by the way, that he could stand before Jezebel. Not be afraid. It's another thing when it's a woman, right? But see, it shouldn't be another thing. God was teaching him that he sustains him. Not to fear anybody else and not to look to anybody else to meet his needs. Israel was experiencing famine as a result of their sin. But Elijah was eating and eating well. He didn't have lunch, but he was eating well. Morning and evening, but he was eating well. And uh, he was eating as a result of what? His obedience. And one of the lessons that God must teach us is that he'll supply our needs, what, if we obey? You know, sometimes we think, and I've said this many times, we don't have a blanket promise from the Lord that he's going to meet the, the need of, of every Christian. No, only obedience Christians. For instance, Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you. That's a, that's a, a promise with a condition. If you seek first his kingdom... And his righteousness, and you put him first in your life, then all the other things will be taken care of. You don't have to worry like the pagans, he says. You don't have to fret. Your father in heaven knows what needs you have. You just seek me first. Philippians chapter 4, my God shall supply all of your needs. Uh, that was given to a very special people, a people who had given of themselves, the Philippians, a people who had, who had uh, financially given, a people who had laid down their lives for the brethren. God said to that very generous people, I'll supply your needs. Now, don't get hung up on how God does it. He may use the natural supply, like a job, for you to go out and get a job, and you'll bring money in that way. 
The natural supply for Elijah was the brook of water. Elijah still had to scoop it up. It didn't jump out of the brook. He still had to do something. He still had a responsibility. That is the, the natural, normal way. And most of the time, God operates, operates that way. But not always. He may use some supernatural ways and miracles, like some unexpected ravens. You understand I'm not talking literally now. Though he could. But God has his, his supernatural ways of meeting our needs. But the point is that he takes care of those who obey him. That's the point. And Elijah needed to understand that. Elijah needed to know that he could trust God in every situation. If he could take care of him by a brook with, with uh, unclean birds coming in and water from that brook, then he could take care of him in any situation. It's so true what the Lord said. If you honor him, he'll honor you. See, you can't stand before anybody in public and tell them how wonderful the Lord is and how he can be trusted to meet their needs if you haven't proved the reality of that. And that's so important. God is training you so that you'll know that lesson well. And the sad thing is that many Christian leaders, especially leaders, there are many Christians, but especially leaders who minister in public who don't seem to have ever learned that lesson, that God is the one who supplies our needs. So they scheme and they plead for money and they write emotionally appealing letters. And that's just not God's way. You look to the Lord to meet your needs, not to others. That doesn't mean you can't tell others your needs at times. It just means don't don't scheme. Faith is living without scheming. Don't tell them so that you think they'll meet your needs. It's like praying in the presence of a rich person. You know, don't do that. It may look very spiritual, but God knows your heart and you know what you're doing. I wonder if you've learned that only God sustains you. You live because he says you live. You die because he says you die. Your needs are met because he says your needs are met. You know, when the Lord Jesus was in the wilderness, and he was tempted by Satan. Satan came to him and said, look, if you're the son of God, why are you starving? Why are you going through this hunger? If you're the son of God, then turn these stones into bread and eat. You know what Jesus said, what he, what he meant? I'll tell you what he said. What he said, man shall not live by bread alone, by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That was not a lesson on let's go and obey the Bible. I mean, that's true. We're to obey the Bible. But he wasn't saying we live by, by obedience. Though that is a true statement. That's not what he meant. What he meant was Satan, look. I don't live because of food. Food doesn't sustain me. God sustains me. I live because God says I live. Every word, when a word proceeds from forth, it says, the Son of God lives, then I live. And when the word goes forth, it says, the Son of God dies, then I die. Not a moment earlier. Not a moment later. That's what he means. And you see, the Lord Jesus was saying, God is the one who sustains. And I, I hope you've learned that. I hope I've learned that. Not to look to people to meet our needs, not to scheme, not to connive, but only to look to the Lord. The Lord may use people to meet your needs, but don't look to, don't look to people to meet your needs. Look to the Lord. Let me give you an example of looking to the Lord to sustain you. I came across this recently, this illustration. Howard Hendricks, professor at Dallas Seminary, tells the story of uh, when the seminary was founded in, in 1924. It almost went bankrupt. 
He writes, all the creditors were going to foreclose at 12 noon on a particular day. That morning, the founders of the school met in the president's office to pray that God would provide. And in this prayer meeting was Harry Ironside. Now, Harry Ironside was a very wonderful man of God, the pastor of Moody Memorial Church. When it was his turn to pray, Ironside prayed in his characteristically refreshing manner. Lord, we know that the cattle on a thousand hills are thine. Please sell some of them and send us the money. It gets better. While they were praying, a tall Texan with boots on and an open collar came into the business office and said, I just sold two carloads of cattle in Fort Worth, Texas. I've been trying to make a business deal go through and it won't work. And I feel God is compelling me to give this money to the seminary. I don't know if you need it or not, but here's the check. A little secretary took the check and knowing something of the criticalness of the hour financially went to the door of the prayer meeting and timidly tapped. When she finally got a response, Dr. Chafer, who was the president of the school, took the, the check out of her hand and it was for the exact amount of the of the debt. When he looked at the signature on the check, he recognized the name of the cattleman from Fort Worth. Turning to Dr. Ironside, he said, Harry, God sold the cattle. <laughs> See, God can supply. God can sustain. You look to the Lord and that's a great lesson God wants us to learn. Whether it takes a running brook or some ravens or some cattle, God will sustain you. And you need to learn that. And I need to learn that. We need to obey him. But I want you to know something most serious is that even when you do obey the Lord and you look to him to sustain you, things don't always work out the way you thought they would work out. Things don't always happen in a way that we planned. Look at verse seven. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. The brook dried up. If it were me, I would have said, what's going on? I'm in the center of your will, Lord. I'm obeying you. I'm learning. I've I've learned, you know, seclusion 101. I've learned submission 101. And I'm trying to learn how you sustain me. But then this, the brook dries up. See, that's a tough predicament. That's that's a tough situation because that's how God's been sustaining Elijah. And now it's no more. He can't order out to the local delicatessen. Elijah's in trouble. Why do you suppose God allowed the brook to dry up? Because he wanted to develop the faith of Elijah. You say, but didn't Elijah learn that God can sustain? Yeah, apparently he needed more to learn. Apparently he needs graduate school. Maybe, and I don't know this, I'm just saying maybe Elijah got his eyes off of the Lord and onto the brook. You know, it's very possible for us to get our eyes onto the gifts that God gives us rather than God himself. I don't really know what was going on in the minds of Elijah, but I know I know what goes on in our minds. I know what goes on in my mind when my brook runs dry. Lord, how can I be in the center of your will and have a dry brook? This morning, you may be beside a dry brook. You don't know how God is going to meet your needs. And I'm not talking about just financially. I'm talking about physically, emotionally, spiritually, job wise, school wise. But you know you're in the center of his will. You, you believe that. You know you've done what God wants you to do. And yet, you don't know where it's going to come from. Where the ravens are going to fly in. And you see the flesh says, panic. Run. Get out of here. Get some outside help. Maybe the Lord's forgotten you. Maybe you're not even in his will. Maybe you just thought you were. 
you begin to doubt and you get frustrated and you wonder if you're really doing what God wants you to do. Do you know what God says by this? Trust me. I'm only deepening your faith. I'm only teaching you deeper lessons about sustenance. Do you want to know really why the brook dried up? I'll tell you, it's very simple. You don't need a Ph.D. to understand this. Because Elijah prayed that it would dry up. Who was the one who prayed that there be no rain in Israel? Elijah. God's just answering his prayer. That's right. You know why some of us are going through some difficult times? Because we have prayed that we would. Haven't you prayed the Lord would make you a, a man or a woman of God, mold you to be like Christ, be conformed to his image? Some of us have prayed, Lord, give me greater patience. And the Bible says that troubles produce patience. God's just answering your prayers. God's just saying, I'm doing just what you ask, because that is in the will of God. See, Elijah was right smack in the will of God. See, it takes adversity and problems to do that. James tells us, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. God says, look, when the troubles come, don't fight it. Don't fight it. Ask God for wisdom while you're going through it, and he'll teach you. He'll teach you the lessons he has for you. The truth of the matter is that the Lord is simply training you some of the lessons by Brook Bible Institute. And they aren't always easy, are they? Seclusion, submission, sustenance. That's Elijah's lessons. And that's the lessons for us, because these are the principles and patterns of the word of God. Know what happened when Elijah's brook dried up? We'll see this next time we study Elijah. God just had another brook for him. He had a widow who would take care of him. He was promoted to graduate school. That's all. He says to Elijah, you just watch and see and and wait on me and I'll give you further instructions how I'm going to supply your needs. And that's what God says to us. Don't run. Don't panic. You just watch and you just obey. I'll take care of how everything is supplied. Your concern is just to pursue righteousness. I'll take care of everything else. As we close, I suspect that there are three types of people here this day. Number one, there are Christians who want to serve the Lord, like Elijah, really want to obey, really want to serve, really want to be involved. The message to you is learn these lessons well. Seclusion, submission, sustenance, sustainment. Learn it. Learn who the Lord is and spend time with him. Maybe you're older in the Lord. Maybe in years gone by, you went through the Brook Bible Institute. God says, just come on back for a little refresher. See, God uses all of us and any of us. And time is no factor with him. Age is no factor. You need a refresher course. If you're not used the way you think you ought to be used, don't get frustrated. Just learn these lessons. But then I suspect there's another group of Christians here who really aren't interested in having a unique ministry. They're really not that interested in getting out in the public. And I'm not talking about preaching ministry. I'm not talking about platform. I'm just talking about being out in the open, serving the Lord, standing for him. I think that's tragic that there might be some here who uh, this just doesn't matter. It doesn't even apply to them. They don't care about being trained privately because they don't care about ministering publicly. 
I think that you need to ask yourself if you do follow the Lord God or if you do follow Baal. Maybe it's not Baal. Maybe it's materialism. Maybe it's self-interest. Whatever it is, you need to ask yourself if you really know the Lord. And if you do, then you need to commit yourself to him. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Just commit yourself and let him rule your life. You be a living sacrifice. And I suspect finally that there are some here who don't know the Lord. In fact, this has just completely gone by them and they don't understand what we're talking about. Then the main thing that you need to know is not just that the Lord will sustain you financially and physically. You need to know above all things that the Lord will sustain you for all of eternity. That's why Jesus Christ died on the cross so that we would recognize that our God has and will supply the greatest need that we have. And that's for salvation, eternal salvation, the forgiveness of sins. And it comes, it comes when we recognize that he is the great supplier. He has provided for our eternal salvation. And what, what's needed is simply to trust that Christ died for your sins. Repent and believe the gospel. And that is the gospel. So these are the lessons we need to learn. And these are the things we need to take to heart as we sit in on the classes by the Brook Bible Institute. Let's bow for prayer. I don't know exactly where you're coming from, but I'm certain that you fit into one of those three categories. And the word of God demands that there be a response from you. We don't just learn the Bible for learning's sake. God teaches us his word by the Holy Spirit. Even as I've been talking this morning, as the spirit of God's been working in your heart, he teaches us his word so that we might respond. God demands a response. If you don't know the Lord as your savior, then we invite you to trust him. Believe on him. Turn from yourself and put your trust in Christ as the one who died for you. You can do that right in your in your seat. You can do that anytime, but we would like to help you. So we invite you to come up after the service and speak to one of our counselors that will be to your left. And they'll be happy to sit down with you and give you counsel and and answer questions and help you along. If you're a Christian who doesn't want to serve the Lord, then shame on you. Shame on you. You've got to check out whether you really are a believer. Shame on you. God's word to you is, is you let him teach you. You humble yourself before him and you let him break you. Because if you don't learn the lessons, he'll chastise you. But I suspect that most here, I trust that most here really do want to serve the Lord. You don't, you don't, you don't know what the Lord has for you. You just know you want to serve him in whatever capacity. And you've got to let him hide you away. You've got to learn to submit even where it hurts, even where it doesn't make sense to you, even where it might even seem absurd. And then you've got to learn that the Lord supplies your needs, not man. He'll take care of you. Learn to look to our God. And you'll be ready for the ministry that God wants for you, a very fruitful ministry, as he deepens your relationship with him. So you might know that the Lord God of Israel and of Elijah and the Lord God of the church lives today. Father, we pray that you'll take these very practical truths and enrich our lives. And more than enrich our lives, help us to respond in obedience. Help us to learn from them, Lord. Help us to allow you to have your perfect way in our life, not to fight you, but to allow you to work in our lives. We may not have ministry of calling down fire. We may not have a ministry of speaking to hundreds of false prophets, 
but you have a unique ministry for each one of us in the body of Christ. Help us to learn these, these private lessons well that we might carry on in the fullness of the Spirit of God and effective public ministry. For this we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Every one of us should be desiring more than anything to be used by God. As Pastor Steve said, some aren't really anxious to serve God, but are willing to squeak by in their journey of faith. Today would be the best day to get things right with God and submit to His direction in your life. We'd love to help you turn to the Lord and grow in Him. Please call us for help or prayer at 727-239-0306. We have hundreds of messages in our archives, which you can find at versebyverseradio, all one word, dot O-R-G. You can download any message that you would like to hear, or you can just listen online via podcast. The website has other resources that are available to you. Many of our listeners have shown their appreciation by sending a financial gift to encourage us in the ministry of the Word of God. You can give online at our website, over the phone, or by mail. Our website is versebyverseradio.org, and our mailing address is Verse by Verse Ministries, P.O. Box 5884, Clearwater, Florida, 33758. Thank you for spending this time with us. I'm Jerry Pruden for the entire team, inviting you back next time on Verse by Verse. We are here to give you strength between... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.